Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 55 is entitled The Straight and Narrow Way. By sheer coincidence of the English language, there are two straight and narrow ways. The first is spelled S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T. The second is spelled S-T-R-A-I-T. S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T suggests an undeviating path, honesty, integrity, fidelity, strict obedience, etc. The Savior said, But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, or whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Matthew 5.37 He is talking about the undeviating course. S-T-R-A-I-T is used in the Bible when speaking of the doctrines of Christ. A S-T-R-A-I-T, or straight, is a narrow waterway that connects two large bodies of water. Traditionally, Christians have equated the straight and narrow way to baptism. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3, 5 To be born of the Spirit is to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Baptism is the S-T-R-A-I-T, or straight and narrow gate, into the kingdom of God. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Matthew seven thirteen through 14 Baptism is a symbol of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. One must be baptized to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.38 Baptism Preceded by faith and repentance is the gate at the beginning of the journey that leads into the S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T, straight and narrow way. There is an extremely coincidental story in the New Testament that vividly illustrates the dual uses of the term straight and narrow way. It is the story of the conversion of Paul. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bond into Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand, and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, 
and neither did he eat nor drink. Acts 9, 1-9 Paul was infamous among early Christians as their chief persecutor, and even after Paul's conversion, many saints were skeptical. After seeing the risen Lord as Paul was on the road to Damascus, he was stricken blind. Ananias, a disciple of Christ, was visited by the Lord in vision and told to go and visit Paul, lay his hands upon him, and heal his blindness. Paul's address is remarkably symbolic. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, spelled S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. Acts 9.11 Ananias, of course, knowing of the reputation of Paul, was very skeptical. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem, and here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Acts 9.13-14 Proving Isaiah's words that the Lord's ways are higher than our ways, and the Lord's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The Lord said to Ananias, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles, and kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Acts 9, 15-16 This story is as much about Ananias as Paul, for regardless of his justifiable fear, Ananias immediately obeys the Lord. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 9.17 And, as we know from his amazing letters, from that day forth Paul never veered from the straight and narrow way, suffering many attempts on his life. However, before Paul could start his ministry and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, he had to enter another straight and narrow way, this time spelled S-T-R-A-I-T and narrow way. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forwith, and arose, and was baptized. Acts nine seventeen through 18 Once learned, the two words, straight and straight, or S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T and S-T-R-A-I-T, become inseparable. This is illustrated by the story of John the Baptist and the baptism of Christ. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths, S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T. Matthew 3, 1-3 The purpose of baptism is to wash away our sins. The only person on earth who had no sins walks about 60 miles to be baptized by the prophet John the Baptist. The language describing Christ's baptism is exquisite and typically economical. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor, 
and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Matthew three eleven through 17 Christ explains why baptism is necessary in just nine words. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Immediately following Christ's baptism, the Holy Ghost descends upon him. And after 400 years of silence, the last prophet of the Old Testament being Malachi, the heavens are opened once again, and the voice of Elohim is heard announcing the divinity of and authenticity of his only begotten Son. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Immediately following his baptism, Christ goes into the wilderness, and after being tempted of Satan, Christ calls his twelve apostles and begins his brief three-year ministry. May we all follow the admonition of the Apostle Paul. Wherefore, lift up the hands that hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight the paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it be rather healed. Hebrews 12 12 through 13. James said, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James 1, 8. For synonyms of the S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T, straight and narrow way, I turn to my friend Rodell. Direct, uncurved, undeviating, unswerving, unbent, unbowed, upright, upstanding, honest, honorable, Virtuous, moral, righteous, orderly, unbroken, absolute, unaltered, square, and forthright. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.